Welcome to episode 7 of J vs. J. I'm uh, Jason Phillips. And I'm Jason Polygra. Thank you. <laughs> uh, for those, it's Polygra. I don't know what his, th- his oh. deal is. I think he's trying to sab. I'm hosting, so he's just trying to sabotage. There's this, it's, it's petty, but what, I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize to our audience. We're going to oh. have a vote who's a better host. And oh, who, which, whose shows are better, oh, and I no. just want to make sure mine are. Mm, yeah. It's actually not a bad idea for a complete scoundrel no, to use a Princess Leia word. No, when I host, I don't take a sip of coffee while I'm talking. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay, so now that we've wasted 30 seconds, uh, we're doing A Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th. Or as I like to say, Friday the 13th versus A Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, I wrote down Nightmare versus Friday. Well, you shouldn't have because... Friday the 13th, A comes alphabetically first, and it came out first, and it's better. <laughs> well, you had me until better. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, anyways, so we're, we're, whatever, regardless, two franchises, two iconic uh, serial killing murder guys. Uh, and two iconic hosts. And two iconic hosts. Uh, but let's, uh, let's get it under, uh, under the way with the Geek Confession. All right. Okay, now it's time for Geek Confessions. Uh, would you like to go first, Mr. Polygra? No. All right, so <laughs> mine, mine is very, very geeky. It, it, and it's almost like I, I, I wasn't even going to say it, but not, well, not that it's not that embarrassing, but I was just I didn't think it was as good as some of the ones I'd had in the past. But um, on topic, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors, right? Uh, which I love that film. Uh, I used to pretend I was a dream warrior. I, I <laughs> stop laughing at me. You win, man. You win. <laughs> That's why I was in the hospital. I used to, I used to pretend. I, I love that movie so much. So I pretended that I was a, a mentally uh, messed up kid, locked up in a hospital, and uh, I pretend. To, I'm sorry, you can't see this, but I put, I used air quotes. He used to pretend, and I used to be the coolest kid in the hospital, and I used to always like you know end up making out with Patricia Arquette because. All right. Yeah, you win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't that I wasn't that far off the I rails. used to pretend I was the one of those guys from my science project that's not related to uh, <laughs> right. do you remember that movie because no one else does no um, uh, it, it was some it, Fisher Stevens was in it you, you know what sometimes every once in a while maybe I should just stick with that as my confession <laughs> okay I've seen every Fisher Stevens film every it's probably true actually that's not true I never saw that uh, Hackers movie the, oh, did you with, see The Burning no uh, oh, it was an early, early. Oh, is that like it's an early slasher, isn't it? It was a yeah. very early slasher, and Jason Alexander is in it from Whoa. Seinfeld with hair. My God! Well, speaking of Jasons, we're Jasons. This uh, uh, this podcast is is about uh, uh, well, a Freddy and a Jason. But even though I share his name, I always thought he, he was like always my least favorite of the slashers. That's my confession. Is it took me and it took me. Until getting into a podcast situation with another Jason who loves these Friday movies, and he really does. It's disturbing and weird. Uh, but it it took me that long just to get around to actually watching them. And luckily, most of them were on Netflix. I was able to plow through them out of totally out of order because I I watched four, five, six, seven. I think eight was on Netflix, and then I had to jump back and find two and three somewhere else because they weren't which bugs me by the way oh for, I know for, oh it's so out of so out of order for a guy who like watches movies by season by oh, you know, oh, it, it, the, the fact God. that you were telling me that you were watching them out of order it was grinding my, my gears and I was and I was so and I was so lost like the twists and turns <laughs> of the story yeah. uh, by the time and then finally when I saw parts two and three I realized all the pieces came see? together see it was it was it was magnificent it was <sighs> like it was like an early season of you Pulp Fiction I Pulp Fiction. I did. I totally Pulp Fiction it. Anyways, so there you go. Never a fan of Jason Voorhees. Although after I after I'd marathoned them, I saw more of his appeal. See, I will say they. they I mean, it's cheese. It's a cheese appeal. I'll say it's a cheese appeal right right off the bat. Because really, he started off as just kind of a, a Michael Myers ripoff and White Mask. You know, that was that was my impression. Well, 
You can say it's wrong if you want. You be, I, you'll I be wrong. wrong because I mean, he didn't get the mask until part three. It's true. It's you true. know, so I, I think they kind of avoided that as much as they could. And uh, you know, hey, just because Michael Myers throws on a mask, that means no one can. I mean, come on. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> so if we want to get really technical, Leatherface had a mask before Michael Myers. But was it a white mask? No, but he had white people on his mask because it was a mask made out of it's human made skin. Out of oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yes. So for getting technical. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess you have the t-shirt on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and, there, and there's Leather, Leatherface. Uh, he has a Texas Chainsaw Massacre t-shirt. Right. And uh, Jay has, uh, as a, he's pout, he, he's I have stick, a Nicholas Cage. He's stu- he stuck out his chest to show me the various Nicholas Cages. Um, there's a there's a Vampire's Kiss. There's Wicker Man. There's Raising Arizona, Con Air, and the other ones I'm just not sure. Oh, and, uh, the Weatherman, I think. And like like typical Nicholas Cage, none mm-hmm. of this is making sense anymore because we're doing Friday Thirteenth versus. That's right. And so we're talking about Texas shirts and Cage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. Key confessions are over. I'm cutting it off. All we're right. moving on to Draft Day Round One. Okay, it's time for draft day. Yeah. Uh, to, this is this I'm actually very excited about. Today we're actually drafting our favorite kills from the Friday the 13th slash Nightmare on Elm Street franchises, Woo! of which there are way more than you could possibly count. If we were to draft them all, the list Absolutely. would be like a hundred and something. It would, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, it, is, this is a good one. Come th- on. Th- yeah, there were there were there was a lot of there were a lot of weird good choices. Um, Horror fans, you got to chime in on this one. Yeah, you got you got to let us know how bad or well we did. So we're gonna flip a coin to see who gets to go first and draft first. Uh, would Would you like to flip and I call? Flip and you call. All right. It never works for me, but I'm gonna do tails because I always do. I just want to say, actually, you won the last two coin tosses on tailses. I I don't know if it was on tailses. <laughs> I know I know you won the last two. Oh, okay. Because right, okay. Yeah. All right. Do you do? Oh, do you want me to do the toss and you call it? You know what? Yeah. yeah. Let's shake this up. All right. Okay. This this is a big one. I'm going to go with Tails. You're going to go with Tails. It is Tails. Awesome, baby. Tails. Here's your your quarterback. Get the quarterback. Because because our budget doesn't include a quarter. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Exactly. Sweet. However, crap. Because you know, sometimes you're you're kind of going back and forth with one or the other, yeah, and right, the right. person takes. Now you actually ha- you were hoping I would just take the one. So yeah, so uh, I'm just gonna quickly quickly look at my list. Okay. While you kill some dead air. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. And so my foot's been kind of itchy uh, recently. I think uh, I'm it's not, not gonna sure. work because I want to chime in. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, we'll get back to my foot later. No, um, I got it. I got oh, my. Oh, okay. I got it. You got it. All right. All right. So, um, actually, and and I will say this: that my um, my uh, my pick is actually, even though there's a lot of good ones, um, this one for me was a very easy one. Okay. So I'd be curious to know if it made your uh, list, but I am going right back to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, as we mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. And I am going with the kill of... What was I actually trying to look for? Philip. Where he had his veins <laughs> ripped from his Darn arm and leg. Like, was that your number one? No, it was no. on it was on my list. Though. Okay, well then. <laughs> anyways, I I mean that, and he was used. Okay, so the character uh, made puppets, and Freddy came back in his dream and made him into a puppet by using his veins to move his arms and his feet until and then and then he and walks him off the edge of a building. So what when people look at the scene he's just walking off the edge of a building but in his dream he's making being, him he's look being like a exactly. by Freddy Krueger making from, him look like a suicide. And it's one it's one of the iconic moments uh, from the franchise. Um, yeah. so I'm going to I'm actually then I'm going to jump onto your favorite franchise oh uh, the irony yeah uh because there's one there's there's only one kill i absolutely have to get from this franchise <laughs> and it's from a terrible movie i have to take the face freezing from jason x yes um for okay the, uh, uh for those who don't know uh in, in jason x which is also known as jason in space um he there's a 
like a pool of or a liquid bubble nitrogen. Liquid, liquid nitrogen and he freezes someone's head in it. It's a really cool special effects shot where the person's face is like screaming and then their head freezes. Yeah. And then he smashes the head on the counter. It was pretty gross, but also pretty That was the, yeah. easily the best moment in that movie. Yeah. And it's 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 unfortunate in a way that it's such a, a terrible film. Yes. And so far down the the, the line yes, of it would, it would Friday de- films. It would definitely not be in but, anyone's top I yeah, give you credit that that if that was definitely uh, I give you credit on that one yeah, yeah. for not being a Friday fan and be able to dig that one out. Oh yeah, well that's the that's one of the few things I remember about that movie. And uh, and I think it's safe to say that we've both taken something the some, other person yeah, wanted exactly. Good. So as long as uh, you're crossing something off of your list in sadness, I'm happy. I am good. I'm sad. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I think it's uh, let's jump into uh, the theme discussion. Uh, JBJ. All right, now we're into the core theme discussion, J versus J. We're going to talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, which began in 1984, and the Friday the 13th franchise, which began in 1980? Yeah, just not 81, I wasn't sure. Okay, 80. 80. And uh, I have... 80, sort of, okay? Jeez, oh 81. Do you, do you know what I'm doing? Do you, would you, should we talk about my foot again? What, um, uh, what, okay. what, what franchise worth its salt comes out in 81? It's true. Wait a minute, wasn't that Ra- Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> some, some, some good salt in that one. Yeah, All right. it really hurts, man. <laughs> I, I mean, what... what? I, it always... You bring up Raiders in every show. I will bring up Raiders <laughs> until the day I die. Um, which may be soon. Uh, I don't know why I I said that that's horrible okay uh, so Nightmare on Elm Street was always a franchise I loved Um, it's a terrible thing to say why would I Uh, it was it was always my favorite franchise and I mean my favorite horror movie is uh, Halloween has been always still will be for Mm -hmm. a long time but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street as far as a franchise goes like had the strongest for me series and, and, and even in like parts four and five there were just sort of weird and crazy moments and the movies themselves overall may be kind of stupid which they are um but you would always end up as like part five may be stupid but there's still the part where the guy turns into paper and and yeah. freddy Krueger like cuts him up and he turns into like literal ribbons and it's yeah. so bizarre um so that for me that was my that was always my attachment to the nightmare on elm street franchise so no matter how week the the series got you always had robert england hamming it up and you always had some truly bizarre dream sequences mm-hmm. um now and but it's entirely based on sort of like like not childhood because i didn't really get into horror movies until i was an adolescent but adolescent like attachment to to a series so tell me about your because uh, obviously we we are on opposite ends of this spectrum yeah well i mean to um to a certain extent, because I love the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, when when we say that, like you know, I love the good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so defending Friday um, over Nightmare is easy for me, um, and that's because I love Friday so much. But again, I, I have a great appreciation uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street, and, uh, and and in many ways, I can admit where you no know, Nightmare did things right and friday did things i wouldn't say wrong but just more standard slasher formulaic kind Mm. of you know where nightmare was able to um you know create um a slasher film with an element of fantasy and uh and it did it very good for a few films um so friday 13th uh Became more fantastical as it went along. By the uh, by, yeah, by part four or five, it, it was like it, yeah. yeah, but it was, but it still it still lacked the creativity that Nightmare on Elm Street was able to um, to exhibit like throughout their films because of just again the storylines, right? right? Jason's a straight ahead killer, and Freddy, I mean, the sky's the limit. You can do yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that was one of the cool things we've all like. I've always you know kind of talked about uh, you know Freddy and how like. You could just do anything with them. So, like, I mean, when you have um, such a cool character with such a great concept, um, the sky's the limit. And that's yeah. why, like, you know, you could do some of these fantastic scenes and kills and stuff like that because it allowed you to do it and it wasn't hokey because it was all within the parameter of that storyline. Jason's straight ahead slasher. Now, the re- okay, so getting back to why I like Friday the 13th, um, I just. 
I started getting into horror films when I think it was around 11 or 12. And um, at the time, Friday the 13th had, you know, quite a few installments already out there. Mm. And so I started with Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. And uh, me and a cousin of mine, we kind of, we rented it. We went back and we were like looking at each other. We're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to watch this film. Cause like we were, we were freaked out. Right. <laughs> like, scared. Know, yeah. No, I understand this that was, feeling. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah. and I watched part six and it was a blast. It was, it was fun. I loved it. Just mm-hmm. re- instantly loved it. And, um, you know, and, and funny enough, like, you know, when you kind of watch all the other ones and you start to like the, the earlier ones, um, you know, part six is, is good. You know, but it, yeah. it's not like it's, you know, it's also got a, it's a bit it's got a bit more of a like it adds a, the element of I don't want to say hokiness, but like but it's like not taking itself as seriously. It does, yeah, yeah, like you know the whole Frankenstein revival, right? The lightning brings them back to life yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But uh, but the one thing I'll say about Part Six, as I you know kind of veer off a little bit here, um, it was the only one with kids at the camp, and I I thought that element was awesome. All the other Friday the 13th were before the camp started, or sometimes not even with the camp. But um, so part six had was brilliant, and, and then you actually had because the, the kids are in danger. I exactly. Mean, I mean, it was it wasn't edgy enough. I did, didn't kill off any. Of the no, kids. no, they didn't. But it, kill. Wasn't, it wasn't edgy in that part. Yeah, like exactly. it was, but they were there, and there was so there was that yeah. element of like I was hoping for a good kid kill, kid, but yeah, it yeah. never happened. That was when I was a kid. I thought. Yeah. I was like, yeah you know, yeah. now I, I I can see why they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Um, then I, I remember I was talking with my brother and uh, he, he said like you know because I started getting into horror films he goes uh, why don't you rent them and at the time you just used to rent and you could dub them right like you if you had two VCRs you connect the VCR so you could rent the oh, film and dub it right. I don't know is it legal isn't there a statute yeah, of limitation this is all hypothetical yeah, I'm remembering yeah. you're remembering hypothetical yeah, childhoods so. yes anyways um, so I was like, oh my god, I could I could get all these on tape, like you know, because yeah. VHS tape wasn't really everywhere to buy. So uh, I go to this old nickel and dime kind of mom and pop video store, which I loved, and uh, and I started the crusade of renting each Friday the Thirteenth, and I I can't. It sounds hokey. I can't I can't say enough how awesome this time was for me they could just they all had they were all similar but they all had a certain uh flavor to them um friday fans will know what i'm talking about and you did with all had the same kind of music same kind of feel but they were all a little bit different jason looked a little bit different jason wasn't in the so anyways (laughs) i i I rented the first one started with the first one loved it then worked my way down and um as i did i just like i would it was so inspiring to me because I ended up, you know, going to makeup and special effects school at one point because I would be in like, you know, my basement with like, you know, Kleenex and glue trying to make Jason heads and stuff like that. So it was a very, um, it, very inspiring, um, uh, religious film experience right. for myself. So I just got so involved with them. So that's why, like, you know, when I got to the Nightmare on Elm Streets, love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just couldn't hold up because it was like you know your, it, your it, first it, kiss it, kind yeah, of thing. It, right? it, it hit a it hit a, yeah. a certain spot in your in your brain at, that, yeah. at the right moment. Yeah. And I remember and so I remember there was like um, at the time there was a, a movie channels like a super channel. Yeah, 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 super channel. Right, and they used to send out the TV guides for it, and they would have movie pictures. And I remember there was a picture of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and it was a picture of Jason, and it's on the back of the VHS and the DVD uh, where Jason's reaching in through a car and uh, trying to strangle Chris, the main character in it, and it's just a still shot. And I remember just the mask and the bald head. The bald head was really what got me. I'm like, what does he look like? Like, as a kid, again, in your imagination, it's way... It's way scarier. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm like, what does he look like under that mask? I knew he was ugly, you know, but you didn't know what ugly meant as a kid. And I remember just looking at that picture and that bald head and that that picture is so um, instrumental, like, or it just, like, it takes me back so much whenever I see that that still. And it's actually a popular still from that uh, film. And uh, so I was was like, what's going to happen when I'm old enough to watch this movie? And anyway, so when I watched it, it didn't disappoint um, I love a, lo- a lot of them for different reasons um, up until I'd say part uh, I think part 7 is the last one I wouldn't even say I love it but I liked it and then after that it just kind of uh, veered off yeah. uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. Direct, or produced parts 1 through uh, 8 yeah. where he goes to Manhattan and after that it got sold to New Line and then it just really 
right, right, took the right, wrong turn. Right, I remember this. Um, so the Frank Mancuso Jr. days are <clears throat> the ones oh, yeah, I the, love. The, um, close that, to your heart. That is my boring Friday the 13th love story. Love fest, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I hesitate to talk about something right now just because it kind of spoils some of my, like, something that I might want to draft later. Okay. But you know what? I'm going to trust that you have integrity, which is foolish because yeah. you have if none. It's, but it's on my list. But when, cool. when, my, uh, when, I, when I was a kid and one of my friends had watched Nightmare on Elm Street and he would describe the, the scene in which the girl gets dragged up to the wall yeah. and then got, and then she dies and falls. And it's this horrific scene in the movie. But in my mind, it was the most horrifying thing you could possibly yeah. imagine as a, as a kid. And then so when I finally saw the scene, it was it was terrifying, but it was not as scary as your brain yeah, yeah, as exactly. your brain makes it. Yeah. Um, so I would I would say that I would say that I had the same I same kind of feeling for for nightmare that you did, but not nearly to the extent that you had for Friday the Thirteenth. Like for me, uh, the first nightmare and the first Halloween were iconic, but the rest were all kind of yeah kind of. Yeah, iffy. Yeah. Although I did love uh, the Wes Craven's New Nightmare, um, reboot, almost a reboot. Yeah, kind of, that was a cool one. I, yeah. I do love it. Um, I mean, like I with the Friday the Thirteenth, like definitely, I, I, like you know, the, the parts one through four are usually viewed as like the um, the best ones. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, I, I liked one through three. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, those three were the best. Um, best feel and I, I just really love it. but I gotta say like I always say this about Friday 13th and you might disagree and you probably do but I, I really believe that it is an underrated film um, it's been so uh, watered down over the years with the Jason talk and stuff like that but I mean uh, if I'm doing a spoiler alert for a movie that came out 38 years ago <laughs> I apologize it. but yeah. it's Jason's, or the remake. Jason's mother or Scream yeah. <laughs> or any of the yeah yeah. Jason's mother is the killer in the yeah. first one, and I, I I thought that was kind of brilliant because I, you know you don't see that coming. Like I mean, no. you you think it's Jason or you think it's like you know, but yeah. you know to have a female like an older middle aged female you know, as the, the killer, the killer. Yeah. Um, avenging her son's death. Um, that's pain as a parent. That's pain that you can kind of relate to. Like you know, um, you know, and so I thought that there was. Yes, it was a slasher. It was a straight-ahead slasher, and but I thought there was elements of this show, this movie, that were very, very uh, strong, underrated. Had a little bit of a mystery. I was gonna say, like the mystery element yeah. is, is is something that they don't actually do a lot in, like for instance, Halloween. You know who it is? Yeah, it was Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly. You know who it yeah. is? Like all these where the original Friday the Thirteenth, when it came out, it was actually a mystery. Like, yeah, you know who and was that gets lost. I, yeah. I really believe that gets lost because yeah. it, again, Jason's so iconic. Yeah. There's like POV shots that were yeah. really kind of like the kind of disturbing, like she's ch- uh, exactly. she's chasing somebody through the forest, and you're just like, and the yeah. person's like, ah, no. yeah, and I and I really believe that that yeah. first one really is uh, a victim of the success of the franchise. Yeah, and um, at the time it was very successful, but I think when people go back and look at it, they're waiting to see Jason. If they're watching it for the first time, they don't know anything. They're waiting to see Jason. They see the mother at the end, it's yeah. like whatever. But I, I I do want I just want to stick up for the yeah. first one. I, I, I think really and I think. It's I think that's strong. I'm going to agree with you here. I know that, that no one wants to hear us agreeing, but I think it's. <laughs> no, I think. It's, I think it's. I think you're right. I don't think. Like for instance, I don't think Halloween was ever a victim of the franchise. I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, was ever no. a victim of the franchise. But Friday the Thirteenth was tarnished in the sense that, like, I feel like you can, if you say Friday the Thirteenth franchise, they just, people think hockey match. Junk. They kind of think junk. Whereas with Halloween, you can, if you say the franchise, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, the first one was yeah, great." And the, yeah, but, yeah. But the, the, the people don't jump on the the first one was great. Yeah, yeah. Bandwagon yeah, exactly. for Friday the Thirteenth, perhaps unfairly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I mean, some people just can't handle the fact that Jason's not in it, and they don't like that one. But whatever. Anyways, the point is, is uh, I think it was an underrated film, and I love the setting of Friday the Thirteenth summer camp. I mean, come on, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm a big settings kind of guy. So that's what really kind of endeared me to Friday the 13th in the first place was just like a camp like that's awesome so um, but the burbs of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street again I love the way it was done I thought Wes Craven was just a genius in this film from beginning to end from conceiving Freddy yeah the idea the idea of it was it was strong Uh, not every one of the dreams there were several like dream sequence moments where he sort of suffered from the effects of the time, like yeah. the bit where he's running down the alley and his arms grow, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like great idea, yeah, execution yeah. not 
great. Exactly. No, um, definitely. And uh, yeah, that's one of those ones where you're like, mm. yeah. yeah. But but also like, everything was sort of like the, the drenched in the moonlight. So all these scenes, like when she pulls off his face and, yeah, like, yeah, and his yeah, skull yeah. underneath, like yeah. it was good, terrifying imagery in that movie. And yeah. I thought, and think it, it, it still holds up yeah. really well. Yeah, no, it's, voice, it's an interesting series. I yeah, it, it, it is. And the voice was very deep in the first yeah. one. He was wet looking yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, the first, the makeup jobs in the first two, I thought were unbelievable like very very freaky yeah. and then after that it got more commercial with the dream warriors yeah but good commercial i thought yeah. it, i really well, the second one the second one was a very strange kind of gay panic yeah movie, yeah which if it you've was... seen it it's very it's very odd it's 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 entertaining and it's in and and actually in in terms of gay cinema apparently it's, it is actually a it's a big deal. Like, yeah. Weird thing for a franchise, like a big franchise yeah. like that to do with its second movie. And I'm not sure what, I don't know what the story <laughs> was behind it. It would be kind of curious. I would watch a documentary about Nightmare 2 to see what the director I think, and I the think writer was, have to I say. I think it was, the, if I'm not mistaken, I think the director was gay or, and I don't want to, you know, assume that, but I think that that was the case. Mm-hmm. It's a great, uh, great documentary, uh, Never Sleep Again. Okay. That goes through all the Nightmare on Elm Streets yeah. and it's, it's a brilliant, brilliantly done documentary so if you I haven't should, seen I, that it's just I and they talk it. about that they, and talk, they talk they talk yeah, yeah. the nightmare or on gay street or something like that <laughs> and, well and and friday the 13th they had a, a a gay one where um it wasn't as transparent to the viewer but apparently a lot of the actors and were gay and it. it was called friday the 13th part seven uh the oh. new blood so um so they both but uh, nightmares was on screen but it's funny as a kid i didn't no. i didn't see it like no, you know no, no, what no, I mean? no, no. and you know now looking back i'm like okay i get it you know it was a weird teacher but anyways but i so i uh, the night going to the Nightmare on Elm Streets, like I, one thing I loved about Nightmare on Elm Streets is they were able to develop characters a little bit better, and uh, and and so like the Dream Warriors, them in the mental institution and, yeah. and stuff like that. I really love that film. That was a really really that, that was my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street actually, and I, and I love the first one, yeah, but I but... just love the third one so mm-hmm. much, and I really enjoyed Part Four, the Dream Master, because I thought it was like it was yeah it was MTV, but it was um, it it just was fun. It was really, really fun and visually I, very, yeah, interesting. Like, like yeah. lots of lots of lots of crazy dreams, colorful, um, uh, good-looking cast, great Ren- kills. Rennie Har- Harlan. Rennie Harlan. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, hey, yeah. goes to show, yeah. right? Like you know, he. Um, so I, I really love the like you know, Nightmare on Street Part Four, Three, and One. Mm-hmm. They're my favorites. Um, after that, I really <laughs> like you know, uh, Part Five. Um, is probably is very very weak. It's probably the weakest it's, of the series. Six weak. six is is terrible too. But they, it was like they, somebody said it was like they were trying to do Twin Peaks. Yeah. as a Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movie, and it doesn't work. But it's so bizarre that you kind of like exactly respect it or something. Like, I agree with that. It's a bizarre, yeah. it, and it is. It's such a weird weird movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I I I, I give yeah. so much uh like I really really enjoy parts 1, 3 and 4. Part 2 is cool too, but um and but that's that's kind of really it for me with Nightmare on Elm Street. I do like Wes Craven's new Nightmare, but not enough to really kind of revisit it often. Yeah. Um I thought it was a cool concept, but uh but yeah, more like a more like a test run for Scream, kind of like yeah, you know, it really what, was what, right. What, met, what meta thing can I do? Yeah, maybe I'll tone down the meta a bit and do make Scream for sure. Yeah, but with uh, with Friday the Thirteenth, like I mean, I I, I adore uh, the first three and uh, you know part three when he gets the mask and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which you know is so iconic. But I love the early ones of Jason where he was like you know not mutilated or sorry he wasn't decaying, so he was just like a bald head with a mask. And I just something about that image just, just really just kind grabbed, of was grabbed yeah, your childhood. and because yeah. it, it just and he looked mean and and um, Ted White I believe who played him in part four yeah Ted White sorry um, I know that. Um, I thought he played him so well. Like he was really aggressive and and just mean looking. Um, I love the face of Jason from Part Three. I love the the feel in the woods of Part Two and Part One. And um, yeah, and I, I just I, I just every summer I try to just watch these films and I just get immersed in that time when I watch them, the time that they're being shot and like you know, and I just really have fun with them. And as you can see, I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite, if you're curious, I have very yeah. no. Uh, my okay, my favorite nightmares were the first one, the seventh, and the third, which is Wes okay. Craven's new nightmare, the Dream Warriors, yep. and the original. Um, 
As far as the as far as the Friday movies, um, I like four because it had Crispin Glover. Yeah, and he, you did the dance. He was and great. It's just, and I've watched that dance like a hundred times. Yeah. If you Google Crispin Glover dance, you can see the most amazing little scene <laughs> you'll ever see in a movie. I think there's a GIF on that GIF. GIF oh, I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. a million GIFs yeah. on that or GIFs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find I do find they all uh, the uh, the the. Friday blends together, so I would probably put just one and four at the top, yeah. of, at the top of my list. That's fair. Yeah. So I want to say, so uh, going getting back to the setting, um, so uh, for years, the original location of Friday the 13th was, uh, well, it still is, uh, Camp Novi Bosco in New Jersey, and uh, it's the home of the Boy Scouts of America. Um, so they really kind of shut down the Friday the 13th thing for years and just said, you know, uh, f off. Everybody. Oh, I see. Okay, so it was like, um, a, yeah, this is boy. Can't stuff. imagine why. <laughs> yeah, this is, but no, but now, but then they realized how they can cash in. So oh. a few years ago, they started murdering um, boy scouts. Yeah, they started killing randomly. some boy scouts, and and, and so now people can enrollment yeah. is way up. Yeah. So, anyways, so what happened is, um, they started tours. So they have usually one tour uh, in the spring, one tour in the fall when camp is done or yeah. before it's done or before it starts. And uh, and you go in and you go see the settings and stuff like that of the tour. And it's a random draw. So you enter your name and you have to be drawn. You get two tickets and, okay. you know, and it's a, it's a really, really good um, uh uh, cool. It's a cool thing that they're because. Um, Is this the same lake where they have the the at the bottom of the lake? They have two no, 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 that's no, a different no. lake. Oh. That was a uh, not a prank. A prank. But, yeah, that was Some, something. somebody. Somebody took a dummy of Jason Voorhees. The as as from one part of the movies, six. part six, yeah. chained like chained up like he was at the end of the movie and and buried at the bottom of the lake. Somebody. Somebody put a dummy like that at the bottom of a lake, all full makeup, etc. Like yeah. so, that it looks really good. Apparently, but I don't know which lake. Brilliant. That's my story. Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah in uh, Missouri or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, the point is, I'm sure now that it's all over the internet, it's probably been taken out, which I think is horrible. But anyway, um, no. So this one is um, they. It's it's a cool little, and they have it on their site. I'm on the mailing list. I'm trying to go. <laughs> so if you hear me, Camp Nobi Bosco people, Boy Scouts of America, whoever you are, <laughs> I love you. Get me into your campgrounds i need to do this tour i need to i need to see this uh site this is great we've got Polygra propositioning the boy I... scouts of america how could this go wrong <laughs> <laughs> well if you put it that way yeah. <laughs> sorry um but okay uh yeah seriously give them a tour Other yeah. otherwise i'm never going to hear the end of it exactly uh, the pictures yeah. I, I i'm yeah. dying to get you know pictures of you know the the original cows because I'm so passionate. So, anyways, that, that it really wasn't brought up for me to plea, but mm-hmm. I I just think it's a cool concept that they're doing. Like, because just going back to seeing the locations of films is a cool, um, a cool feel. So, cool. Um, yeah. So rivalry of Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> funny Se- you brought that up. Seamless. <laughs> yeah. No, um. I, I I mean I always I thought it was kind of funny just because Jason is he's he's a lot more like Michael Myers and Freddy's sort of the outlier in that pair in the sense that he has a, his own personality he speaks he does it. so uh, the, for me the conflict uh, never made tremendous yeah. I mean tremendous sense um, what did you think of the movie well oh Freddy wow. versus Jason yeah um. I was happy to see it made. Yeah. Um, and I was displeased with the, the final outcome. Yeah. Um, it was. It was not that. It was not. It was nowhere near the best of in either franchise. But it was also nowhere near the worst in either franchise. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. I think part of the problem was um, Ronnie Yu was their director, and um, I, I think this is where you know you get the, get something into the hands of the right person, and then you don't know what. You yeah, know, the limits are like as far as like its greatness, but and I'm not knocking Ronnie Yu. I don't I haven't seen he did a uh, terrible the, amount of he did the stuff. Bride of Chucky. Yes, yeah, yeah, which was fun. Yeah, it was, and it was. But um, with Freddy versus Jason, like you know, it got to a point where they finally meet at the end, and it, it Freddy all of a sudden was a kung fu master. It seemed like you know there just seemed to be a lot of like you know yeah. Well, it felt like they had to what, like because. Like physically, you've got this incredibly imposing figure in Robert Englund, who's been yeah. always the same height as he will always be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can't, you know, they move because they move actors through the role of Jason yeah. a lot. Ken Kurzinger was yeah. in Jason yeah. 
Freddy versus Jason. So he's like he's thirty feet tall, yeah. and Freddy versus J- Freddy is like tiny, and you got to do something in order for him to have. So I think they just up the speed, his speed quotient, speed, yeah, in order uh, to give yeah. it sort of like, well, he can he can move fast, and Jason's slow, and that yeah. was their their thing, which sort of worked. But yeah, I understood that it was a bit odd to see that. Yeah, and it was just like you know brought out and kind. Of, I, I, so again, when you know Kane Hodder is the most famous Jason because he's played him the most times, and they kind of uh, overlooked them to make this film and they went with a guy who's even like I think three inches taller than Kane Hodder who was he like was, he was massive stuntman. anyway yeah. he, was, he was Kane Hodder's stuntman on previous exactly. ones exactly yeah. so I think a lot of fans were a little bit upset about that um, and uh, Robert England who you know God love him over the years he's I, I've really come to appreciate his work as Freddy like you know <laughs> just so iconic and I, I, I admire his attitude for it I don't even think he wants to play him anymore I think he would like to pass him off and, well, and yeah. like yeah. that's a that's a smart man like you know what I mean it's been 30, he's, it was 30 something years ago that it started he's, yeah. he's ready to exactly so and and all the credit to him but anyways so that with that fight like you know I'm just like okay I get it but like you know then when Freddy starts whipping Jason around I'm like okay I, so the the dynamics and this kind of speaks to what you were saying about the rivalry how could there be a rivalry they're so different and um, they offer different things and uh, but you know to take you back to the 80s when this rivalry was full steam ahead um, you know it was it was Freddy that was leading the charge Freddy was definitely the most popular his movies made more money his budgets were bigger um, more actors were kind of uh, not that they had A-list actors but were kind of in the Nightmare films so Nightmare was actually quite dominant in the 80s when this rivalry was brewing True. over time um, and as a horror fan like you know it, it it's kind of cool to see but over time Jason is actually one the the war like you know well I thought I feel like from horror fans the people that like as far as like people who are pushing for the in the rivalry who were actually involved in that kind of I, I, I think the number of fans of Jason will vastly outnumbered the, the fans of Freddy in that in that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think the people that saw the, who who wanted the conflict to happen or wanted the fight to happen yeah. were mostly Jason fans. I think maybe Freddy fans were just I don't know non-existent elitists. Maybe, maybe, maybe elitists. Yeah, elitists. We, we're well, we were the West Coast elites. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and Jason fans wanted a crack at the champ, right? Yeah. But anyways, over time, um, and again, like I said, I, I really am immersed in the horror community, horror world, and definitely uh, Jason has uh, emerged as the the, the more popular mm-hmm. uh, over time. Yeah. But uh, which I, I, it is interesting because, like I said, back in the day, though. Freddy was the dominant force, um, but I guess this, you know, it's, it's the weird. silent types. It's they... weird because the silent types, like like Leatherface mm-hmm. the, from Texas Chainsaw. I mean, he grunts a lot. I remember, yeah, 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 right. But like Michael Myers and Jason Jeez. Voorhees, yeah. uh, like for the most part, like the silent types dominate the horror the horror genres yeah and that's and, and i think it's just because it's scarier it's scarier yeah. to not like to, to exactly. not be able yeah. to attach a personality like yeah. freddy by his very nature is less scary yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean he is except in the early ones in I mean, the he first has, one. yeah, yeah. He, but that's but he still spoke in those ones yeah no he did yeah and then so the, that was and that was part of it. it's just like by giving him a personality you take away some of the mystery you take away some of the fear yeah and so and so the nightmares got more outlandish in their effects and in their dream sequences they really yeah that's what that's what they had that's yeah. what they had that the other franchises didn't like Jason can't keep turn somebody into a motorcycle yeah. yes that actually <laughs> happened uh, yes. but anyway yeah. yeah so I think I think we kind of nailed it yeah I think we nailed it uh, uh, you know Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th or Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street what's your fave tell us let's move on to draft day round two All right, now it's time for draft day round two, in which Pelager's going to take another another great kill from me. Now go ahead. To, uh, what's your what's your second pick? Oh man, ah. man, oh man, are you gonna hate me? <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Just do it. I got to rip the bandaid off. I gotta go with. Tina in the bed, Nightmare on the Street, Fair on enough. the roof. I, yeah. No, I, it's fine. It's fine. It's just that good. It is that good. It is really good. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, classic, uh, and uh, we'll 
just do Johnny Depp eaten by the bed because that's great. Yeah, because you know it's a close second as yeah. far as nightmare nightmare deaths go. Uh, I'm gonna take my licks and admit that you you, you did snag that that one. But you know what? If I'd really wanted it, I could have taken it first. That's true. Instead, I took the face freeze. That's but, true. But I that's don't regret. Uh, so eaten by bed. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, there we go. So That's we draft round two. Let's move on to the Dirty Dozen. All right, now it's time for the Dirty Dozen. In the Dirty Dozen, we make somebody name five somethings related to movies, and they have 12 seconds, hence the name Dozen. Dirty Dozen is a movie, hence the movie theme. Everything ties together nicely in a little bow. And I'm going to start by making you name five things in 12 seconds. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're so ready. Okay. So one for five, I think, okay. in this, uh, in uh, this okay, contest. We're doing great. We're doing yeah. so well. I'm going to do it. This one, I'm doing it. Okay. You're doing it. Okay. So, in okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to before I tell you what it is. I'm going to just give an example of what it isn't. Um, take Heather Langenkamp. Mm. You know who she is. Yeah, oh yeah. She's the star of Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. And she was never anything more than the star of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, that was the pinnacle. Yeah. So here she was um, in just a ten of us, but okay. it was a sitcom. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's. <laughs> I want you I to name what I just said. five celebrity appearances in either of those two franchises. Okay. Ready? Yep. Go. Kevin Bacon, Roseanne Barr. Um, Patricia Arquette, um, uh, uh, oh my god, no way, no way. Uh, Are you kidding me? Ah, Johnny Depp, (laughs) like, (sighs) Johnny Depp, yeah, uh, here's what I had on my list. Morris Fishburne. Oh, I forgot about him. Part three, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Alice Cooper, um, uh, Wes, I would give Wes Craven because he was in the, the, uh, Crispin Glover, Corey Feldman, uh, yeah. Okay, I, I got to be honest. I'm really, really upset that I missed that one. This one, uh, I, I was. Well, I, I wasn't even, sure how. I didn't even get four. Well, no, it's okay. That's but that's the thing. I feel like our, your brain can immediately pick three out of the air. And yeah, then, and then and then your brain just says, "Well, I'm done." But it's so funny because when you were reading it, I'm like, "Okay, Johnny Depp, right?" And I, cause I had a, <laughs> and then I didn't even say him. And I'm like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" Yeah. And funny enough, I almost gave you that question. I, I it was one that I was thinking of back, but uh, but because then I then I just held up my piece of paper and and read it off. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, I am I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, ready. I think okay. you can do this. I think you stand a shot doing this. Thanks, man. I appreciate right. that. This is friendship. Yes. All right. Name five. Let's see what I have written here. Name five movie killers that wear masks. Jason, Michael Myers, Leatherface. Scream! Oh, and Valentine! Valentine from the Valentine's Day movie. I did it. You did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> that was really nice and 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 uh, fairly easy. I, yeah, I gotta so say, uh, the fact that I got that, I don't I don't take credit. I think it was a, a kind question. No, not at all. Because again, you got the f- first three, and then you could kind of like you know get stuck. No, you, yeah, you no, persevered. I mean, you ended with Valentine. The Valentine. I don't I'm, not, know I'm, not, that's... I'm not impressed with the fact that that was my that was my fifth one. I, I should have. I uh, you know the baby from uh, Happy Death Day. That would have been a good one. Right, I enjoyed got, yeah, that one. That was got, that was a lot of fun. Saw. Uh, saw. I mean, saw. Was, right. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot. But there technically, lot. did he kill anybody? Technically, you know, that's its whole thing. Well, I mean, what was yeah. it? Let's see. Five, name five movie killers that wear masks. Right. I mean, okay, okay fair maybe, enough. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. touch, I would have given it to you. Yeah, no, no. I, anyways, um, I, I do apologize that Valentine was the fifth one out of my mouth since, no, like, David, you know, uh, David Boreanaz from Buffy the <laughs> So, hey, man, l- let me just say this. You're up two one on on that. I mean, okay. the track record's horrible. But if I'm one and six, you're yeah. two and six, five. Six, two and five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, All right, good job. Uh, Congrats, man. Thank you very much. All right, let's move on to uh, Blockbuster. So plotbusters, we're doing plotbusters. Who are you gonna call? Yeah, who are you gonna call? You're gonna call. We're gonna call two plots: one real, one fake. I'm gonna give him two plots: one's real, one's fake, and he has to guess which one is which. Yeah. Maybe bonus points if you know what the movie was. Oh. Yeah. Um. And and uh, shall we do this now? Uh yeah. Do you, do you want to go? Uh yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll give it to you first. Ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna read both. Okay. Um. Usually poorly but anyways here we go 
A scientist, Dr. Bonham, is convinced that his wife is the mythological kraken. His life begins a downward spiral, um, and unless he proves his theory correct, he will be teleported to Hades for eternity by his boss, Mr. Zeus Arino. It's amazing. <laughs> I hope it's real, because I want to see it. All what's right. the next one? <laughs> his reaction, is uh, his eyes were bug-eyed <laughs> when I looked up. Okay. 11-year-old Michael loses all of his hair when he gets a fright, then uses the potion made out of peanut butter to get his hair back. Now, it won't stop growing. Oh, man. I want the, I want the first one to be real, but I've seen the second one. Oh I, don't rem- I, don't, I don't know what it's called, but I've seen it. I remember the peanut, peanut butter solution. Oh, wow. I see it. Good oh, job. I have not thought of that movie since I watched it as a kid. Wow. Oh, my God. That I was a weird I'm, film. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so sad that that first one isn't a movie. Thanks, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I always wanted to be a writer. Oh, man. Yeah, Peanut Butter Solution. It's a Canadian film. Yeah. I can't believe you've seen it. I saw, oh, my oh, God. Well, you know, this is the problem with being exactly the same age as each other. Is yeah, I, think, I guess I think so. we hit the same, like, yeah. no, crappy movies from our childhood. That is I'm true. hoping that my... Like my brother and my parents are listening to this and remembering these movies all of a sudden out of nowhere. That's I do. Yeah, yeah. He smears peanut butter on. I can't stop. I, yeah. I don't remember what happened after that. I remember his. I don't know if his pubes were growing. <laughs> <laughs> Overflowing guess, his trouser legs. I guess or, I'm gonna have to watch it again. That would be horrible if it's over like coming out of the bottom of your pants. You're walking along, somebody steps. Was your, <laughs> just like did your ass hair grow? Did is that? Like, oh God. I don't know. I, you, but you wouldn't put the smear of the peanut butter on your butt, would you? Well, talk about the smear right. yourself, buddy. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What do you think Friday nights are for? Oh, right. my God. Okay. All right. Okay. A sur- <laughs> Ready? Yeah. A, sur- a surfer bum befriends a drunken astronaut and after a night of crazy drinking ends up accidentally on a shuttle to the moon. All right. And the second one is... Two Wall Street brokers follow their dead boss, who's a zombie, to try to find $2 million. I'm going to say the second one is fake. No, the second one is the plot of Weekend at Bernie's 2. Oh my god. (laughs) The the first one is kind of a combination of Chairman of the Board starring Carrot Top, uh, uh, Biodome (laughs) with Polly Shore, and The Moon. <laughs> oh wow! I was I was defeated. Honestly, Again, you're, you're owning this show. I'm away as the the pop busters. We actually watched uh, Weekend Weekend of Bernie's a couple years ago too. Uh, yeah, and it's awful. It's terrible. Well, and I don't know if you remember our last uh, episode when we were talking about uh, sequels and horrible sequels. We never, I never really got to mention it, but that was definitely going to be on. Uh, on my list because I love the first weekend of Bernie's, but yeah, that so, second yeah. one was yeah. They turn uh, somebody else. See, they don't turn him into a zombie. Somebody else turns him into a zombie. And he with and music, wa- right? Yeah, there was certain music, music that would make then, him come to because life because they were going to supposed to sacrifice a chicken, yeah. but they didn't have one. They did a pigeon, so it didn't work properly, and it would only walk when there was music. And the, and Bernie would walk apparently towards the treasure because and, they are something. But and but so they were trying to find this money, and so and it was oh what an awful movie. Anyways, and I couldn't make it in Hollywood with the writing career. And someone comes up with that, and it yeah, gets made. That's it. Sounds like guns, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, that was terrible. Let's go to let's draft another. Let's draft another. Hey, you might else. you might not be getting your draft picks, but you're kicking my butt yeah, on everything. That's else. right. This is this is my time. To show. The draft day round three. Let's see. Uh, the good news for myself is that I don't have a strong choice from now on. I just have some choices. Alright. So you can't hurt me as badly as you hurt me last time. Alright. Well, I'm going to go with... um, I'm sticking with that same franchise um, in Nightmare on Elm Street. The irony. But they had some cool kills. Um, I'm going with a girl that I fell in love with um, when I saw a picture of her in Fangoria magazine turning into a cockroach. So I'm going with <laughs> the, the Roach Motel in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, uh, Brooke Thies, 
the lovely actress. I mean, it's very rare that you see a picture of someone turning into a cockroach and you fall in love with her. But right. I did. Well, I mean, there was probably there's probably some good pictures from um, uh, film versions of the Metamorphosis with, with the Kafka story about the guy who turns into a cockroach. But oh, that was a guy though. <laughs> but you, yeah. you could fall in love with him. But whatever. But yeah, I, but you're right. Then that is an iconic kill from that movie. But it is. It's great, great, very Gosh. creative. Welcome to the Roach Motel. All right. Oh, I've, I've got a few here. Uh, but because you chose from part four, I had one from part four, and I'm going to choose it. And that is because uh, I already chose the one where the guy got eaten by the bed. I'm going to go with the water bed. Oh, that was good. From, yeah. uh, from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street part four. And for wet those dream. Who, the wet dream. A, a kid wakes up. He's on a water bed. He looks under, and there is a naked woman under there, and uh, I might be the naked woman that I remember best of the scene. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, there's a naked woman in my waterbed." Doesn't think it's weird. He's just like, "Ooh, cool." Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Freddy comes out and, and drowns him, or kills him, or stabs him in the waterbed. But it was that was a, that was, was a great a, one. That was a that was a good iconic. Uh, Very MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I like that yeah. one. That was definitely. Uh, need, that one needed to be drafted. I agree. Right. Oh, a little, a little aside. What was the better resurrection? Jason getting resurrected in part six by lightning, or Freddy getting resurrected in part four by dog pee that turns on fire? Well, it's very, very seldom that uh, I, I side against urine. <laughs> flaming, <laughs> flaming urine. No, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of like the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street resurrection. Uh, just a dog lifting up his leg and just getting pissed off. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, that uh, I just suddenly I remember that moment. I felt I needed to put it in this. Do episode. you remember what the dog's name was? No, Jason. Really? Yep. Oh, that's, that's a nice little that's shot. A, uh, wow. Anyway, it's got layers. <laughs> layers. Elm Street's got layers, layers. man. All right, it's uh, it's time for uh, the rancor. All right, now it's time for a new section called the rancor. Now imagine that R A N K is like capitalized and or is like lowercase, and then so you're like so we're ranking things. Now I'm gonna just turn this over to Polygra to say it better. All right, so basically, you know, we try to keep things themed, uh, movie themed. So, um, you know, Rancor, Star Wars. If you don't know what the Rancor is, then, you know, screw you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, so basically what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to throw out examples. uh, Or sorry, we're going to throw out a scenario. I'm going to give this as an example. All right, so if I give him three George Clooney films... And I say rank them in uh, order from least profitable to most profitable, right. or vice versa. Or I could say newest to oldest, or yeah, yeah, newest to oldest, oldest to newest, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. Basically, you can you can do anything you want with the rank, and you could pick any topic you want. So it's kind of open ended, and we're gonna limit it to three options just to kind of save time. Expedite. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that being said, Phillips. All right, I'm going to. Uh, you ready? Are you ready? I got. I got one. I got one for you. Okay. Um, I want you to rank these three films. All right. Okay. From newest to oldest. All right. Newest, newest to oldest. Newest to oldest. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Curse of Chucky. Yep. Cult of Chucky. Son of a Seed of Chucky. Son of a bastard. Curse. Cult. Okay. Seed, newest to oldest. I'm going to go... Cult Curse Seed. Correct. That was very anticlimactic. Cult, cult Curse Seed. Correct. Well done. I got a, I'm on a timer for parking. So. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> you know what? I finally won something. Hey, hey. Uh, Sweet. But that only, only if unless I lose. Uh, okay. I know. Right. That's right. right. Okay. I know. Okay, here we go. And let's hope... You lose. Okay, so rank these films in order from lowest budget. Lowest budget to highest. Highest budget. Let me finish the question, okay? I'm sorry. If I had to guess the most obvious thing in the history of the world. Okay. want my time. Okay. (laughs) Rank rank these films in order from lowest budget to highest budget. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Right. Lowest. Okay. Friday the 13th, original. Mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street, part four. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, not Nightmare. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 3. Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4, The Dream Master. 
Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. So Friday 3. Friday 3, which was 3D. I'll, right. I'll Friday 8. and Nightmare 4. And Nightmare 4. Sorry, and am I doing this from lowest budget lowest to highest, highest budget. budget? Okay. Um, I'm going to say Friday. I, I feel like Friday 8 was like hamstrung by a bad budget, which is why everything was on a boat. Uh, even though it was supposed to be in Manhattan. Um, so I'm going to say Friday 8, mm-hmm. then Friday 3, and then Nightmare 4. Because Nightmare 4 was pretty good looking. Am I right? No? The good news is you're wrong. Okay. So, <laughs> so what is the number? All right. Last, well, the lowest budget was Friday 13th Part 3. Oh, okay. 2.3 million. Yeah. Uh, Friday 13th Part 8, Jason Dix Manhattan was 5 million. Okay. And Nightmare on Elm Street... Part four was thirteen million. Okay, so I, my my nightmare was correct. Your nightmare was correct. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's, one of our that's fine. Okay, right. well, now you won. You won. Damn right, right. I won. Yes, yes. And I won the coin toss, so we're two two. Put the coin toss in there. Yeah. A genius, a genius call on that. I was heading to. I thought you were going to be heads. I say, oh, who knows? See, I am always trying to look to get an extra leg up. Let's finish off this uh, draft day. Okay, now final draft of this draft day. Okay. <sighs> Go for it, man. I'd be remiss if I did not take a kill from the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, and this one is actually... I really love this kill, and it's very, very outside the box. Cool. Um, I love the kill in Friday the 13th Part 1, Claudette. She is the original female counselor that gets killed... It, and is it kind of a, it does a, a slow motion with like this weird swelling music, and then it goes to a giant white fade, um, and then it kind of cuts to you know present time. But it's 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 the if we're being uh, accurate for kills, it's the second kill in the Friday Thirteenth franchise after uh, Barry gets stabbed. It's you don't see any contact. There are still photos of her with uh, her throat slit, I believe. Um, but that was never in the film. Okay, so that's Claudette. that's cool. That's a surprise. I it, was because I, I had a couple here uh, that I was not that I was I, I was mulling over. But because you went outside the box, I find, I, I felt empowered to take a braver choice. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to go with Friday the Thirteenth, the remake oh. from 2009. Yeah. Um, and and for those people who watched Veronica Mars, one of the cast members is called Dick Casablancas. The character was, and he was a stupid, dumb surfer, du- surfer dude character. And in the remake, he's like one of the first people. He's he's piloting a motorboat, and he like he's look, looking around, and then he gets an <laughs> arrow through his forehead, and he does this wonderful little huh kind of moment and then he falls over wow. and the fact that he was from veronica mars is actually part of it because it was just like ah yeah uh yeah and there i always go. i always loved that moment um wow. so the arrow through the forehead from the from the from the remake arrowhead All i'm right. a little surprised that kevin bacon did not walk away from the walked away yeah unchosen and the and the boxing the boxing yeah, yeah yeah there was there was a bunch the the welcome yeah. the primetime bitch was oh, a good yeah. one oh yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah, so I shout mean, outs to some of those, some yeah. of those odd ones. Uh, yeah, you know. butcher knife uh, from part two. Anyways, we're not going to get in all yeah. that. That was uh, that was fun good. though. Good stuff. Have... So you want to sum up, or do you do you have the list there of our? I... Well, I don't have the whole list. All right, I, I have. I my... got... You have you have I the whole got... list. Great. I'll do this. Do okay. such dread... Sum up the draft. Team Phillips kills are the liquid nitrogen and Friday the Thirteenth J- or Jason X. Uh, Johnny Depp's uh, sucked into bed in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, sticking with the bed theme, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 Dream Master, uh, when Joey gets sucked into a waterbed, and finally, the Friday 13th remake, Arrow in the Head. Okay, and we go to Polygra. It was the puppet veins from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, awesome. the Dream Warriors. Um, then it was Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1, the blood on the ceiling, ceiling bed thing. and everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roach Motel from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, the Dream Master, and Part uh, 1 of Friday the 13th when Claudette 
uh, gets killed at the very opening sequence. So that is the draft. That's pretty good. cool. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. So uh, that's that's it for our Friday Thirteenth versus Nightmare on Elm Street. I just want to say, yeah, um, I'm happy that um, we never brought into uh, the conversation the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. No. That's all I'm gonna say, except for now. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> will you throw to our social media things? Yeah, J versus J podcast. So JVJ podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Beautiful. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful whatever day of the week this gets posted. And I hope you guys are doing great. And we'll see you next time when we do our Steven Spielberg special. Yep, not even a word versus in the title. But if you want to put a word versus in there, you could just pick two movies. Let's pick two. Um, Saving Private Ryan versus Ready Player One. No, we're not doing that. But there you go. (laughs) Have a wonderful whatever day of the week it is.